This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The January transfer window was always going to throw up one of these... Two departures and one arrival for Mansfield Town on this Friday, the day before match day. One shock, one expected and one we sort of half knew about. We're here for the next half an hour or so to talk about our Friday business deals as the club secretary has had to fire up the fax machine because it's transfer time. In comes Kieran Wallace, linking up with Nigel Clough for a third time. And out go Corey O'Keefe, to be expected. And the unexpected departure of Harry Charlesley. Let us know your thoughts on the transfer business in the comments and have your say on your team. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. The show for the fans, by the fans. A Friday night transfer special as we go into extra time and fire up the fax machine because it's transfer time.
Good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. You thought that you'd had your Mansfield Matters fill for this week. How wrong you were. Because we fired up the fax machine today, got rid of two and brought in one. Joining me to discuss a frantic Friday-ish of transfer deals, we've got Mr Alan Wilson. Good evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. We've got the Edwin Snow stag, Mr Parking Clive. Good evening. Hello, everybody. And the man who we've come to know and love who still hasn't sorted his backdrop out two years after sorting his room out. It's Nathan Edge. Oh, dear. We're, we've made more signings and departures than in the time in these last few few months and years. Uh, and yet you still haven't signed anything to put on your wall. It's looking very, very bleak. Even Mr. Wilson, who's new to the party, has managed to get himself a, a backdrop, even though it is his living room. Uh, you need You need to get yourself in the transfer market, mate. Yeah, well, we're waiting eagerly. Well, there's been a busy, busy day of news, Mansfield Town-wise, uh, today, gents, with two outgoings and one incoming. We're going to talk about them over the next sort of uh, 15, 20 minutes or so. We won't be here for, for too long, but feel free to get involved in the chat, as always, and have your say on today's uh, business. Uh, let's sort of uh, give you the headlines to start off with. Out go Harry Charlesley to Port Vale and Corey O'Keefe to Rochdale, and in comes Kieran Wallace from Burton Albion. We'll dive into the three of them um, individually. And I think we should probably um, start by sort of trying to sum up in uh, the, the today's transfer dealings, Mr Wilson. For me, it's a surprise, an expected one, and one which we sort of half saw coming. What, what about you? How would you sum up today's uh, transfer dealing? Yes, I first saw Harry Charsley, the Harry Charsley one. I was very surprised and surprised in the place he'd gone to as well. Yeah, that was, you know, most surprising. But uh, then I saw Corey O'Keefe after that. And I wasn't surprised at that, that he'd gone back to Rochdale because I knew they were, you know, it were virtually nailed on, that was. And then the third one there was uh, obviously Kieran Wallace. It was just about his knee swelling up, weren't it? And if he's not... You know, if that's going to sort itself out, which it seems to have done at the moment, you know, it could be a good signing. But I was surprised when it said he can play at centre-half. I knew mm. midfield and I knew left-back, but I was surprised at the centre-half bit. We'll delve into each individual one uh, shortly, Clive. But in summary, what would you what do you make of today's uh, transfer business where the fax machine has been uh, earning its keep for another year? I'm not quite so surprised about Charles as you two are. I, I think it was inevitable he would have left at the end of the season anyway. I think there is a reshaping taking place and he's, he was always likely to be on the fringe of it. Um, and I don't know why he's surprised he's gone to Port Vale and Port Vale have got a few quid to spend and they obviously they've given him a decent wage. Um, what does surprise me is O'Keefe's gone on a free because from what I understood, he had such a good... Um, time earlier in the season at Rochdale that they desperately wanted to sign him on full-time terms well, why, no, why no fee? Again, I, I can only imagine it's books balancing in Mansfield again we, we've taken him off the payroll and a player that wasn't going to figure. So there's sense in that and he's obviously well known at um, Spotland just like JJ was well known here and it made it an easy decision for us but in our case we have to find a dollop of money I guess Mm. I, I'm not sure. I don't know whether it it, it was a free. Was it? Has it been confirmed as a free, or is it just not said? The BBC call it a free, and if you go on the Stags, okay. Stags net, it says free. Ah, fair play, fair. Play. And the other thing was um, this um, 
uh, Kieran Wallace, I mean, I can only imagine he's there for cover. Um, he's got no, um, this season he's got no real match time and, and he's, he's not really appeared anywhere of significance. I mean, he's known and it's, obviously it's good that, that the management team know him well enough to take him on board. Mm. Um, but I don't see him getting much game time in all fairness. Um, and he's only signed till the end of the season. So it's a, little, it's a bit of a cautious thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, we'll come on to that more later, but I think um, it's probably due to uh, the knee swelling up. Maybe had his knee not flagged up a couple of weeks ago, we might have seen him get until the end of next season, like pretty much everyone else says. Let's dive into them one by one, Nate. We'll we'll put Corey O'Keefe in the middle because I think that will be a very short discussion. Um, and we'll start with the outgoing, Harry Charlesley. Um, I have to say I'm, I'm disappointed in his departure, but... Like Clive, I'm not that surprised. And when you look at it on paper, it does actually make sense. It's an undisclosed fee, which means soddle, because it could just be one penny. But we have got a little bit in for him and we didn't pay anything for him. But I'm disappointed because he's a good utility player to to have around the club. He comes off the bench. He always gives 110%. And I don't know, I think we, there was more to, to come from him. What was your take on the, on the news of Charles Lee's departure to Port Vale? Uh, a few comments coming in saying that we can't hear you, Nathan. Even though uh, I uh, I can, I'm not I'm not quite sure uh, why that is. Maybe you uh, maybe just drop out. Maybe just uh, drop out and drop back in again, and then uh, that might uh, might solve it. But in a in a nutshell, Nathan was just saying there um, that uh, it, it's one of them with uh, with uh, with uh, Charlesley being sort of on the fringes. He might have wanted first team football, and looking, you know, it, it is Stag's spell. Alan, you know, he signed on a free after what he's released from uh, from Everton um, and did relatively well for us, obviously, towards the back end of the pandemic season um, and things like that as well. Um, but this this year, 13 starts, seven sub-appearances, two goals. I think Nathan could be on something, Alan. I think it, it pretty much will be him at his age wanting first-team football. And to be fair to the lad... You know, as as much as we rate his ability and his work ethic, he's probably not in the top five of of choice for in terms of ranking midfielders. Yeah, you can't, uh, like Nathan said and Clive to a certain extent, you can't blame the lad for going. I, it was just a surprise. I I hadn't heard any sniffings of you know, and I just said you know there'd be some goings out, some loney, you know, like your Sinclair, your Keat, Keaton Ward, all that sort of stuff. We expected that, but it was just a shock. That was all. I haven't got a problem with him going because fair play to the lad. I hope he does well because I really liked Harry Charlesley. It was I, just I a surprise. I don't think scoring two goals. For- from the bench, did him any harm? Um, no, possibly not. Um, that brought his name to the fore, and he's, he's a reliable player. I think yeah. it's a shame we can't keep him, but you can have, you can have an abundance of riches. And I think that what has to happen at our level is is keeping it all tight, and that's why trimming around the edges at this point is is vital. And if somebody comes in with a sensible offer, and I would imagine it might be six figures, I, I think it might be hundred grand or something. I don't know. It's difficult to know what gets paid out there, isn't it? Because nobody tells anybody anything. Nathan, you Palmer. Well, that is very, very true. Anything could happen. <laughs> if you pay for k for him, Jesus Christ, anything could happen. Uh, Nathan, um, I know you uh, have a bit of a gripe with the undisclosed fee thing, don't you? This. Let's see whether we can hear you on this on this one. Charlie Palmer. It's <laughs> a couple of million in the. <laughs> You know, Nathan, you're going to have to start paying your broadband bill. Hopefully you can hear me. So if you 
if you can't, well, well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, undisclosed fee, it can actually be zero. Is it, is it playing up again? I, I do realize. Um, but no, I'm just no, saying, can I, technically I just be zero. I've just had it on, I've just had it on. It does. I've, I've just had you on. I've just, I've just had you on, and it was playing through my phone. So uh, carry Lovely. on. Yeah, um, but yeah, undisclosed. Thing, I get why I do it to a certain extent, but um, I think there should be a rule in football where it, where it, where it doesn't it doesn't apply. It shouldn't be allowed. It, it winds me up. It's, it's hard, isn't it, from us as supporters as well? I know it doesn't really matter too much, but um, it's hard for us to really say whether it's a good good deal for us, is it? Because you know, yes, we've got an undisclosed fee, which which means should mean some sort of fee. And we did get him on a free, so you'd like to think, well, you know, it's something more than what we had before. But um, it's hard to really judge it when you don't know how much it actually is. Yeah, that is very, very true. Let's delve in some of your comments. Keep them coming in tonight. Nick has been in touch and says, Evening, gents. With the midfield we have, I wouldn't have been surprised to see Charles released. Uh, so to get a fee for him is good business. We never saw the best of O'Keefe or much of him at all. So really can't judge uh, that one. Um, Stags chat says, welcome, Kieran. Very surprised about Charles. But good, uh, good luck to him at Vale. Clough knows what he's doing. Uh, Jim says, Charles was useful, but I was never, uh, uh, but I was never struck on his final product. We wish him well, though. Do the panel think we will see any more movement in or out? Um, yeah, well, let's touch upon that one first before we come to Richard's comment. Um, I think we probably will see um, a little bit of more movement in and out, Clive. I think we'll potentially see one more in um, and I think we'll probably see two out and I think the two out will be younger players going to to get loan experience, possibly James Gale, maybe Jason Law, um, especially when you look at the positions in which the players we've brought in can play. Aikens, who we brought in last week, can play anywhere. Wallace can play anywhere. O'Toole can play defence and midfield. So I think Clough will probably look to get those two out of the door to get them some football. Yeah, so do you think there might be a, a room for another striker? Or somebody who's got pace down the left to cover that? I don't know. I'm happy with the squad as it is, if I'm being honest. It's an in, it's an interesting one because um, we've been saying for weeks that really the the area that we need to cover um, is the left hand side and Wallace they can can play down the left hand side and has played there previously under Clough. Yeah, um, personally, I think Wallace is a bit like Clive. Said. I mean, he's been at your handful of appearances there, so two divisions below us. So he's recovering from a ACL injury. You know, we don't really know what level he's going to be at. I know they say he's fit, but whether he's going to be... Ability is going to still be there. We've got to wait and see, haven't we? So he's going to be more competition and cover for places. So um, it's, it's a difficult one additions-wise. Well, I think we're good up top. I think we're good in midfield. I still, I don't know, certainly back for a little... I, I still got question marks over Rawson at times. So sorry, Clive, don't get mad. Don't hurt me. But um, but yeah, I, I, sometimes I do think maybe just one more defender back there. But that's probably just being overcautious. We probably are. We probably are good. What about you, Alan? What's your, what's your thoughts on it? I know you've got a little rumour on the rumour mill. Yeah, I think there'll be another one coming in. And I, I agree with you. And to put with the Paul Beastall, what you said in the comments about uh, Burke, he could possibly go out on loan. Especially... I thought he already had. I, I, don't, I might be wrong. I thought Burke oh, had I don't gone know. out. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't, know I hadn't heard that, that one, Craig. I don't know unless, whether he has or not. 
But if I he hasn't, sure, you know, he sure could he be a possibility of him going. But I do, I know I, I spoke uh, at the, on the last one about, you know, he hadn't like come to the fore, if you like. But I do feel a bit sorry for him because the way Mac was playing, you know, nobody, I mean, it, <laughs> Stuart Pierce would douse Macker at the moment, would he? Because he's playing out his skin. That's very, very true. That's very, very true. Um, I'm not. I can't find any news on Bert going out, but I'm sure. No, I'm sh- I haven't I'm heard sure. about Bert going. Yeah. But I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not uh, up with these internet jobs. So there's a bit of a rumor that there's a, there's going to be another incoming player. Where do you think that player is likely to fit in the squad? I'm not sure, Clive. But all all I all I'd, it was on Facebook. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying you know oh, it was on Facebook. It's got to be true. But the person it came from. I know very well. And he said, if it comes off, it will be good. Because it would, got him excited. I would probably imagine it, it's uh, it's a striker. Because I think that's the only really area where I personally think we're a little bit short. Roadrunner. I think that would be the excitement bit. Yeah. Well, Clough has spoken about cover for the two strikers. Just to give them a relief occasionally, and of course, one of our strikers is really on full-time defensive duties at the moment. Now, whether that's going to change with yeah. the recent acquisitions, difficult to see. And he's, he's, you know, he's also on the edge of a two-game ban as well, which is which you will probably pick talking about. I'm banned by Facebook for two days, so uh, you'll see see very little of my acid comments on there at the moment. <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think um, going back to 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 bringing one in, like like you say, I think possibly a striker, someone who has you know scored a fair amount of goals. I don't think it would be a, a striker who's maybe got you know six or seven a season. I think it'll be someone who who has regularly hit. Double figures, and I think that'll be the excite the the excitement factor um, for me. But but we've not got long to go though, Nath, have we? And uh, for for once this time around, I, I don't think we're in the position whereby um, we're, we're going to be panicking on the last day and sort of signing um, players on loan who we've barely heard of and yeah. who come with a little bit of suspect record. So <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, no, I'm feeling a lot better than I was uh, uh, you know, this time last year. That's for sure. You know if. If the if if anything ended as it was now, I'd I'd be happy with our you know January transfer dealings. So well, I'll say pretty happy. I'll be I'll be more than that. You know I think it's been a really successful one. So uh, it'll be good as long as I think for me now the big the key thing is if we can keep all of our main players. You know I don't want to lose anybody like uh, you know Reesoaks or or you know I know Lapsley's not really been involved that much this season to to his usual levels, but. He'll probably be a player that would still be sought after because of you know his reputation mm-hmm. that, that well, he don't has. Forget as well, sorry, uh, Lapsley's got a contract as well, which takes him into next season. So yeah. it, that sort of rivets his value on the transfer market if anybody comes for him. Whereas Charles, so players I'd want to keep and, hold of, you know, yeah, I don't lose any of those. I don't. You shouldn't write Lapsley off, but he's not had the season this year that he, he had last year, and I know the yeah. injury came and, and damaged him to a certain extent. Um, but we're looking for more from the lad, and we've not seen it this season. Um, Richard says, do you guys think that with Perch potentially coming back soon, that Clough is thinking about moving O'Toole into midfield and having Perch as a centre-back, so Charlesley may have been considered surplus to requirements? I think there's a lot of logic in that, Alan, to be fair, yeah. because he's desperate to get James Perch back. He will be disappointed, like we said you know, on, Tuesday, on, on Monday or Tuesday when we spoke, that um, the, the game on Wednesday was... Um, was off um, 
against um, Wigan under 23s in the under 23s cup or whatever it was. But um, yeah, he'll certainly be looking for that. O'Toole, when he was sort of weighing up his contract options, was saying I'd rather play in midfield, and that's where I, I, I see myself. So, uh, but honestly, I, I actually think with the way Mansfield Town are at the minute, um, that we're not looking to put people in boxes of centre-back, right-back, centre-mid, whatever. We are a very fluid side and, and that, in the way we play, it can, can be described as a good thing because we could name four or five players on our team sheet tomorrow and I would have no idea how we're lining up and I've watched them all season. Yeah, that's a fair point, Craig. And I think it's nice when you've got players that can play in, you know, quite a number of positions. You know, I fully expect personally that Hawkins will drop to centre-back tomorrow and he might play Aitkins up front. But who knows? You know, it's Nigel has uh, these different plans. He could put Lapsley in as well. Ollie Clark might be fit. It'll be interesting just before t- or just after two o'clock when he puts the team sheet in front of us and, uh, you know, who actually gets the nod for the first 11. But I'm I'm, ex- I'm fully expecting to see Perch on the bench. Uh, with, with that fluid, I've heard that Nathan Bishop's been uh, practising his free kicks. So we'll wait and see what happens for the <laughs> remainder of the season. Yeah. Let's move on because we said we're only going to be here for 20 minutes and that was 25 minutes ago. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's, let's push on. We've all got busy lives and everything, but it's uh, great to see you guys interacting with us and everything. Um, Nick says slightly off topic but really like the scarf Wallace is holding does anybody know if they're available at the club shop no idea um, if they are though I wouldn't mind one uh, either um, Stags Chat says we've got a lot of players that play everywhere so where do you uh, where do you cover in uh, in new players uh, Jamie says any news on Forrester yeah, I think Stoke City have pretty much shut the door on that one but uh, even if we were to bring him in now I don't think we would um, again with Wallace coming in um today, I think that probably shuts the door on both Forrester and potentially sees a move back to Burnley for Richard Narty as well, because obviously um, Wallace can play centre-back and play left-side full-back, can play midfield as well. We've got so many options there as well. Um, Malcolm says Dominic Telford would be great. Um, Ashley says so many options, which is nice to have. And Chris, uh, continuing the joke from midweek, says I'm off to the pub for one. Remember, you saw it here first. Have a good one. It doesn't count if you don't do it via the link. Um, <laughs> any truth about 25 bids for the scoreboard? No. Um, Jack says it must be difficult for the other teams to try and counter how we play when many of our players can play in so many positions. Excellent point, and that's what makes us so so. Uh, I think difficult to come up against and scout at the minute because you can. Come and watch us. The prime example is, you know, we can come and watch us play four four two diamond one week, uh, Clive. But then, you know, two days later, we'll be playing three four three. And I think that's tremendous uh, news because um, when we were desperate for 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 staff earlier in the season, for all those reasons we don't need to go into, we, we Clough was very much locked into a fairly rigid approach to formation. And to a certain extent, we were a bit critical at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be as critical anymore because he, he obviously knows more about the game than I do. But the um, the fact that we've got such versatil- versatility in, in, in a fair number of players means he can do pretty much what he wants on formation. And what should really drive it is intelligence on the opposition. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a key thing because, you know, one week we might need... Ollie Hawkins to sort of play at the back, but and, and 
like we sort of did against Barrow last weekend, we need him to play up top to sort of uh, allow Reese Oates to push on a little bit more. And, and that's what gives us the, the fluidity. Uh, let's move on to uh, to Corey O'Keefe briefly. We'll have like 10 seconds from each of you on uh, uh, on his departure, because all that needs to be saying, I think we'll, we'll all say it. Um, he's joined Rochdale, as we say, uh, after his loan spell. Didn't get a look in under Clough. Good luck to him. It's taken uh, taken money off the books and allowed other players to to come in and sort of uh, uh, free up room for other players. Nath. Yeah, um, like we've we've said it many times over the last. Uh, well, it seems like forever now, doesn't it? I think personally, I'd have, I would love to have seen him get more of a go, but for whatever reason, it's it's not happened. Uh, and one of the one of the uh, comments from a, a Rochdale fan. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. Actually, it made me laugh. He said, "How can you not want Kof- uh, how how can you not want O'Keefe? Who have you got right back? Cafu or something like that?" As well. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously highly rating to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> not but, seen uh, Elliot Hewitt play, mate. Come on. Well, well, I mean, that basically is a yeah Cafu in disguise, isn't it? But um, no, there are two. Uh, there are two people. There are two individuals that have improved immensely this season. One is Elliot Hewitt, and the other is a scoreboard. <laughs> and since the scoreboard's been signed on, we've had we've been undefeated. In fact, we've had hundred percent win record. I'm going to say that's incorrect because our, we lost to Middlesbrough. But there you in go. In the right. league, our, our oh, there you go. You've got to uh, provide clarity. <laughs> our looks changed massively since uh, Mr. Mr. Craig Priest started commentating. What's done it? Just putting it out there. I mean, I'm. Just, I don't want to say it again, but the last time I was sort of commentated and saw a season out, we did win the league. So. Just saying, sign me up. Uh, let's move on to today's signing then. Uh, Mansfield Town are delighted to announce the signing of Kieran Wallace from Burton Albion on a free transfer. This is the uh, club's official statement from earlier. The 27-year-old has signed a contract which runs until the end of the current season. He reunites with Stags boss Nigel Clough, under whom he played at Sheffield United and Burton Albion. After emerging through the Nottingham Forest uh, Academy, Wallace enjoyed a short spell with Ilkeston, before he was snapped up by the Blades. He made 15 appearances for United under Clough before acquiring more game time on loan with Lincoln and Fleetwood. A versatile player who can be deployed in a number of positions, Wallace linked up with the manager again at Burton in 2019 following a stint at Matlock. He recently returned to the club after a uh, loan spell with York. Manager Nigel Clough uh, commented, Nut Kieran will uh, provide us with some good competition and cover in several positions, including midfield, left-back and centre-half. We've worked with him before and he performed very well for us in League One at Burton. He's fully fit now after an injury and will be a good addition to the squad. He's ready to hit the ground running now. Alan, there were a number of rumours about Wallace um, weeks and weeks ago whilst the old two, the O'Toole saga was uh, ongoing. Um uh, and, uh, of course, it, it didn't materialise. It later came out that he uh, had a bit of an ankle uh, swell up. So, actually, with his uh, injury record this season, I know he's just come back from an ACL and been getting fit out on loan at York. The club have done the right thing in giving a contract until the end of the season. There's no pressure um, on him to stay fit. Um, he's there to you to utilise if he is fit and he's there to earn a contract for himself. It's the perfect deal all round. And like we've sort of alluded to already, ticks a number of boxes in several positions, especially sort of uh, at left back and centre half where, you know, we like to shuffle the pack more times than a, a magician. It's the perfect signing really. And it, it, everything's in uh, the lad's court, isn't it? If he can play well and prove to Nigel that he can perform, you know, and he is fit and he can do 90 minutes like he says he can in his interview, what he did earlier on and I follow uh, fair play to the lad and hopefully, you know, we can put him on for next season if he's, uh, you know, a decent prospect. 
for what we need at this present time. Uh, obviously, um, the the thing which a lot of fans are sort of talking about, Nath, uh, is the fact that it's another ex-player that Nigel Clough has brought uh, brought with him. Sort of seems to sign players uh, who he's worked with before. But I think you know when it's worked and when it's paid off, I don't think there's any danger in that whatsoever. Well, so far, the, you could say his ex-players have been our best players, haven't they, really? So, uh, if we want to become Burton's B team, well, well, whatever. As long as it uh, gets us up out of this league, I don't really care. But I think another good point was, uh, I think I see someone else made the comment somewhere, that they said, when you look at it, he's bringing in players that he knows in, that he can trust, which is actually, when it comes to this end of the season, the business end, you want players that you can rely upon, especially if things get tough again. Um, you want to know he, he wants to be able to put faith in those players who's got out there. So, you know, there's, there is other aspects to look at it than just the fact that he's bringing in players that he knows. He, he obviously brings them in for a reason that he knows he can trust them as, and they'll fit him like, in, you know, personality-wise. Coming into a dressing room, Clive, as well, which uh, it, it must be a, a weird one because many teams at this time of year when you bring players in, you're bringing players in to, uh, to sort of uh, help you stay up and sort of help you maintain your, your mid-table position. And sometimes it can be a bit of a fractious dressing room. But this time around, he's coming into a dressing room which is absolutely bouncing. And it's going to be really, really key for him to get to know the lads sort of early doors and integrate with, with them and, uh, and and really settle in. Because the last thing we want is players coming in who, who don't settle. Yeah, and I think uh, we've seen players come into an unhappy dressing room and become quite unhappy themselves very quickly. Um, there's none of that at the moment. And in fact, I would have thought that after one session on the on the training ground, he'll be one of the lads. Caught me short there, drink, finishing my Coke. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, how much of a, a factor do you think it is, Clive, that you know he's, he will know a couple of the players as well? He'll know of... Um, Certainly Stephen Quinn, John Joe Tawley, who he'll have played with recently as well. Lucas Aikens as well. I think that's a, a big selling point as well, isn't it? When you can come into a dressing room and you already know people, you know, it's so much easier to work with people you've worked with before and, and you've already got a common ground and common relationships formed with. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, he'll already know what Bobby's favourite treats are as well. So he starts further ahead than another candidate might do. <laughs> So that's always a, a key thing, isn't it, Alan? Making sure that something's right for the dog. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's the number one uh, item, isn't it, on the agenda. Whenever he gets there at the training ground, sort the dog out first, make sure the dog's sorted. Anybody that's on the reserves bench or the youngsters, take the dog a walk, bring him back, sort him, then we can get training and get it right on the pitch. Final thing before we wrap up um, tonight, we, we initially intended this to be 15 minutes. We're now on 32 minutes, so we're, we're doing quite well. Um, the last thing I want to ask you all is um, about uh, your the remainder of the transfer window and your hopes and what you think will happen. Of course, transfer window will close on Monday night at about 11 o'clock um, before um, our home game no, away game at Harrogate on Tuesday. I'm getting so confused with the amount of games we've got coming up. I'm losing track. Um, so what do you hope will happen and what do you think will happen? Um, Alan, I'll, I'll start with you. What what are you wanting to see now from, from the Stags? Well, if there's the one more... Window? Sorry, if there's one more exciting prospect to come in, that would be nice just to fill the gap of anywhere that needs filling. Personally, you know, possibly... 
maybe another striker, you know, or like I've said in the previous podcast, somebody on the wide right who's got a bit of pace, like a CJ with a better end Bring result on the right. Will you stop, please, Al? Don't do it. <laughs> now, somebody that's got a bit of pace on the right. And did you see where McLaughlin's about the third in for the crosses in the league? That's it's ridiculous. Yeah, what, what you got to say to about that, Nathan? Because <laughs> he's a legend. <laughs> he's a bloody legend, yeah, I tell you. Just a, a bit of ex- excitement to finish it off on a Monday before 11 o'clock. I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats which Mansfield Town Football Club are boasting at the moment are fantastic. And if you think about it, they've only happened in the last 12 weeks. Because prior to that, they were rubbish. Every stat we had was rubbish. <laughs> stats, um, are only, stats only go in your favour when you're getting the results. Let's move back to the uh, the transfer window question. Um, Clive, what, what about you? What are you wanting to see between now and the, the window slamming shut? I'm not forced. Easily pleased? I'm happy where we are. What what makes you what makes you happy where where we are? What what about the dealings we've done makes you satisfied with what we've got? We've had three magnificent signings, haven't we? If you think about it, and they're not totally signings because I'm going to include James Perch's early recovery as a magnificent acquisition. Um, Aikens clearly is, is a bit of class we we can make great use of, and he's a presence. He's a big big unit, and of course we work really hard to hang on to uh, JJ. So I think. This transfer window, this January window, has done its job already. If anybody else comes in, I'm not going to show them the door. It's not my job. But I think I wouldn't feel that we need to panic any, anywhere and buy somebody in or get someone on loan just because they're available. We've done that before. It hasn't always worked, has it? I'm going to play devil's advocate with Nathan for the last comment of the pod. What happens or what do you think would happen if... We lost one more. So Harry Charlesley going today, you know, we, we like we've mentioned at the top of the, the podcast, it, it's one of those where he probably wasn't going to get in anyway. But what if we did lose somebody in that uh, in the top three bracket? There, there are certain players that we, we'd be disappointed to to lose. And, you know, you can never say never whilst the window's still out, still open. I'll, I'll be right in, you know, simple as that. Um <laughs> No, I think, I, I don't think, uh, well, I, I said, no, I'll say I don't think we'd sell, but... Um, there's always a price for a player, so and and I think we do do business a bit better. We always used to complain, didn't we? Then when we let players go on a free, so to I'm not going to complain. Well, <laughs> precisely to anybody, but uh, especially to them. But uh, yeah, if we're going to get put, you know, offers and uh, you know, valued offers from from clubs, then I know we're not necessarily we don't want to be a selling club, but there's always a price for. A if player, somebody so. offered us half a million for greasy notes, it'd be very difficult to uh, resist at our level. Exactly. Absolutely. No, not, yeah, at, so. not, not at all, because then what, how, every week I won't be able to go, me, me, me. I'm going to say, that's, I haven't got that's the even more reason for getting running right. Yes. yes, anyway. Put them on transfer list. <laughs> You're right, though, Nathan. Okay. Every player's got a value and every player's got yeah. a price. And uh, and depending on how wealthy your club is, is how well you can resist some of these things. Yeah. But I'm, um, I'm, I'm more with you, Clive. But, you know, I, I said earlier, maybe a centre-back, and I completely forgot about Perch. So uh, forget that. We're, we're good in that department. If, if we get an exciting striker or, uh, like, say, winger, CJ, bring him back on loan, I'm happy with that. Um, but I'm happy either way. There we go. That sums it up. That's our transfer dealings done. Um, well, not done. That's our transfer talk done uh, for today, should I say. Two go out, one comes in. But there's one more thing left to talk about. 
Stephen McLaughlin is going to going to take this free kick. There's the whistle from the referee. Oates makes a, a run at the near post. Barry in the middle. O'Toole's up there. He's got Barry! Jordan Barry! Puts Mansfield 3-1 up with a forceful header. Spins to the Stags fans and everybody jumps on him. Jordan Barry on 67 minutes makes it Barrow 1, Mansfield Town 3. A reminder that if you want to play along with podcast predictions, the link is in the description. It's only the link where it counts. Earlier, of course, this week, we made the following predictions. Clive said we're going to win 2-1 tomorrow. And Reese Oates and um, Lucas Aikens is going to get on the score sheet. I said 1-0 win with Reese Oates. Alan, you went for a 3-1 win with Oates, Bowery and Maris. Cam went for a 2-0 win with McLaughlin and Oates. And Nathan also went for a 2-0 win with Oates and Aikens. All happy at your predictions? Yes. Yep. I've probably undercooked it, but I'm, I'm sticking, obviously. There you go. There you go. If you want to play along, there is still time to do so. Entries will close at what time, Nathan Edge? One minute. Well, no, one hour and one second before <laughs> the kickoff. One hour and one minute before kickoff. Well, I, I think one second, like, yeah. And use yeah, the link. Yeah, no, one hour, one minute, just in case it goes out early. Not, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good idea. Exactly, exactly. Make sure you know that, Clive. Use the yeah. link. What? Yes, use the and, link. Yes, and absolutely use the link. Absolutely use, use the link. Use the link. Make sure you use the link, people. If you want to get yourself on the coach to Harrogate, it's still time to do so. You can call 07967 689597. 689 at five nine seven, and uh, prices for that one are fifteen pounds for amber members, twenty pounds for blue members, twenty five pounds for non members. Departure from one core stadium on Tuesday is three forty five. Go and see the guys in uh, Sandy's tomorrow as well um, to get yourself uh, a seat on the bus and to pick up a match day program. And make sure you get yourself to one core stadium tomorrow um, to cheer on the Stags. That's all we've got time for tonight. Out go Harry Charles, Lee and Corey O'Keefe. In comes Kieran Wallace. James Perch is also back with the Stags after his injury. Will he be involved tomorrow? Will Wallace make his debut? Will Aikens start as well? We'll find out at 3pm tomorrow. If you can't get to One Call Stadium, tune in to Mansfield 103.2. Exclusive and extensive updates for you. Build up from one o'clock and make sure you join us for the Sunday sermon on Sunday to recap it all. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. And it's still time to fire up the fax machine before Monday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and let's hope we're record breakers from 5pm tomorrow. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.